uh, welcome back to the three people who listen to our show. This is Aggregate Latte. Uh, you're joined here with me, your host, Ricky Leone, and our lovable sidekick, uh, B Minus. Where is he? Say huzzah, B Minus. Say huzzah for the crowd. Huzzah. Fantastic. So, we're taking a little break from politics this episode because it gets boring and stale. We're going to talk about something more interesting to people uh, like us, I suppose. Recently have been released the next generation of video game consoles, the Xbox Series S, as well as the PS5. Many people have been encountering issues trying to pre-order these consoles and even to order them after the release has occurred. Retailers across the country and perhaps across the globe have been encountering massive traffic, the likes of which apparently they just weren't prepared for. Even though the exact same thing happened last generation and the generation before that. Retailers like Walmart, uh, GameStop, Amazon, Target, Best Buy, everybody who was trying to get in and pre-order that, what they would end up doing is they would add the stuff to their cart, whether it was a PS5 or an Xbox Series S. It didn't matter. It happened both times. They would get it in their cart, and they would go to checkout, and then there would just be some random errors. Either it would disappear, or it would say there was an error. A lot of people ended up frustratingly clicking for at least an hour, probably for some people around the area of about two hours, trying to click through these websites and and actually order these game consoles. It's crazy to me because everybody knows the first line of consoles that they release are terrible. The Red Ring of Death on the Xbox 360 is all the evidence I need. The, the first line of consoles that they release just are filled with just shitty errors and crappy hardware. What do you think, B-minus? Yeah, I think it's a little bit strange that after, what, four generations now of different consoles over the years, um, you know, starting in the late 80s, that, that we still today cannot get a consistent supply for these at the release date. And again, yeah, there's going to be definitely bugs that we haven't anticipated. You know, there have been some teardowns that show with the PS5 that there may be some heating issues with the RAM, for example. So people are really excited to buy them. There's never enough in stock. Then again, the early adopter, you know, system set up for these consoles is pretty strange with the history we've seen. Indeed. It it doesn't make much sense to me. For starters, it's like they have, generally speaking, about a handful of games specific to the new console when it comes out. Now, I'm not going to go through and list off all the games that are available for PS5 or a Series X right off the bat, but why would you order a system at launch if there's only like a handful of games for it? Well, at least with this generation, there's you know a lot more backwards compatibility. Uh, it's still that same x86 hardware that was present in the last generation, and so if they continue that cycle, they're, they're just computers. They're really just computers. Um, if they continue that cycle of just designing it off of x86 systems, they should theoretically be able to keep backward compatibility pretty much no matter what. Um, the thing that we may see now, though, is with better hardware, you know, 4K graphics are now reasonably doable with this hardware. It's a whole previous library with upgraded hardware. It's just a cheaper way of doing computer gaming. It really is. The systems cost about 500 bucks, generally speaking. and 
you want to build a gaming PC with what happened to the graphics card kind of industry and, and the prices skyrocketing, it's like you're going to have to sink probably two grand into building a new PC. Especially now, uh, Bitcoin's price soaring again. Miners, you know, they're not going to realize that you can't really get into mining that well with just how high the hash rate is. Um, but you're going to see cards getting sucked away from that. And then NVIDIA has already had massive launch issues. And I think uh, when AMD's most recent series came out, I think that was sold out within like an hour. So uh, it's it's even harder to get a good GPU that could match it. So that's where consoles went over over console or over computer gaming nowadays it's just the affordability for things that you couldn't get matched in a computer very true i have heard issues of the uh the new 3080 series having having pre-order issues as well as these consoles so it's no surprise that that people are opting for consoles over pc now as the two of us are kind of grandfathered into pc gaming since we build our most current rigs all the way back in you know 2014 at the very beginning of 2014 so my computer still works it's not the best anymore but you know i, I would rather have that capability just because i already have it than shell out 500 bucks for a new console and i realize that that consoles are trying to get more into the modding scene but you just can't beat the pc when it comes to that no that, that's definitely going to be more difficult um i think over time they could they could create some fairly good APIs that would allow them to do so, but the hardware is just going to be a little bit different. So people who mod for the consoles are definitely going to have to focus their efforts on making sure they are console compatible. Not only that, they have to worry about uh, Sony's asset issues. We saw that a lot with the Bethesda games that came out, uh, namely Skyrim Special Edition and Fallout 4. Modders not being able to re uh, utilize custom assets because Sony wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I didn't actually learn a whole lot about that. I mean, I saw some news articles, but I never got in-depth with it. I had heard some rumors about it being kind of for, like, security reasons, as to say that you couldn't, I don't know, theoretically put some kind of virus into a custom asset. Is that even possible? Um, it most definitely is. Uh, that's actually how the original uh, PSPs were hacked. They were able to inject scripts into uh, JPEG images or PNG images. I can't remember which one. And as the image would load, it would execute a set of information that wasn't you know, supposed to be run. And you can do the same thing with most computers. You just have to know, you know like what, what's going to be loaded and how. Uh, so back on topic, the kerfuffle that occurred with pre-ordering, completely ridiculous. You have these massive, massive, huge, multi-million dollar corporations, especially Walmart. Like, I kind of expected better of them. They've been ramping up their online ordering system, their marketplace, their website, their app. They've been really ramping it up in order to compete with Amazon. They've even launched their Walmart Plus, kind of like almost like an Amazon Prime thing where you can get like free grocery deliveries and their app now allows third-party sellers just like Amazon. I really expected them to be able to meet the the throughput. But other thing that we've been seeing that's kind of different from the release of the last generations is we're seeing a lot more bots 
and a lot more scalpers. So I'm thinking that people had set up, you know, a, a quick clicker bot in order to, to get massive quantities of these consoles in order to sell them higher price on eBay. And you can see it. If you look for those consoles on eBay, you'll see them going for anywhere up to like $1,700, $1,800 just for the console. It's really getting ridiculous. It seems like some of these guys even have more inventory than the retailers do anymore. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely not that hard. Like, the main retailers, their concern is just about moving it. And then, you know, if you can make extra money off of it, why not? That's that's how capitalism works. So that's something that we've seen uh, in technology over the last six or seven years really starting to develop as people who realize, hey, I can take this at launch and then resell it for two to three times its value. Uh, so we saw that with the 2080s and the, the 3080s. Like, that's the big issue with NVIDIA's supply right now. The exact same issue is with those things just being bought out and then resold really quickly. Seems like everybody's doing that. It seems like it's just kind of the way it goes. Even, uh, admittedly, here in my house, we had done something kind of similar. My wife started getting these special deals for, like, shoes and stuff where we would have to, like, pay like nothing or just a few bucks fucking just reselling it on facebook marketplace on ebay it's like hey why the fuck not right yeah it's definitely a common practice um you know one of the things that we noticed up here funny enough is just finding things off of facebook baby baby items specifically if you can find baby toys or clothes you can resell that stuff really well and if not on the marketplace you can go to stores that resell it and then make your money off of it you buy it and you know 10 15 dollars for bags of stuff and you can turn that stuff into 40 or $50 elsewhere. Oh, hell yeah. Like, especially the shit that people give away for free. You wouldn't believe it. We just got a brand new fucking, like, dresser. Well, I can't say it's brand new, but we got a dresser and a big, like, bookshelf. with Like, a tall-ass bookshelf. Taller than me. It's one of those skinny, tall ones. Kind of more like a display stand than a bookshelf. The dude just get it's giving it away. Yeah, we've done a lot of that, especially up here, for whatever reason. I, like, I've seen thousands of dollars worth of children's toys or other, like, like dressers and desks just sitting on the side of the road. Uh, we filled the expedition entirely up one day with, uh, like, really expensive baby items, like two, $300 baby items. There's definitely an easy market to be made, though, from buying and reselling things. And, and I know it upsets a lot of people. I don't, you know, I personally don't understand why. Like, it's not something you need in your life. It is something you want. So if someone else can inflate it and they can make money off of it, like, I'm not opposed to that. It just makes it a little less convenient. And that's what people are upset about is their convenience. Well, not only their convenience, but the fact that it's going for such a higher rate than the MSRP on it, so to speak. It's kind of that that mindset, whereas, you know, everybody thinks that it should all be the same price. You know, the kind of the kind of pseudo communist mindset, at least in my opinion, it's like, oh, well, that thing's only worth 500 bucks. Why should I buy it for 1600 bucks? Nobody says you have to buy it for that much, but... <laughs> Um, this is a pretty cool thing about capitalism. Yeah, if somebody wants it and they buy it, like, you know, that's their deal. If, if, if the scalpers are such an issue, then people wouldn't be buying it. Let's, let's actually point out the real issue here. It's not the scalpers that are the issue. And it's not, it's the same thing with all those super expensive cosmetic microtransactions in video games. Say it with me, everybody. It's not the scalpers. It's not the microtransactions that are to blame. It's the fucking whales. I can't believe how much money those kinds of people are willing to shell out on the most ridiculous shit. 
Wonder who the whales even are. Where do people even get that kind of cash? I don't know. I really don't. It's either they have that much money or they're just so fucking stupid that uh, they just can't help themselves. Although, I suppose I whaled a little bit myself back in the day. I don't know if I ever told you this. But, uh, you remember when we used to play Mass Effect 3 online? Uh, yeah, I do. And I just kept like getting all these rare characters and guns and stuff like the Cerberus Harrier. Oh my gosh, I wondered. I thought you just played it more than me. <laughs> no, dude, I fucking, I shelled out a lot of money for that game. Regrettably. But what can I say? I was like 18, 19 at the time. I caved, man. I did it. That's how I got the fucking, the Krogan Warlord that I like so much. And man, I, I forget what my actual, my absolute favorite was. Oh, no, I remember. It was the Geth Juggernaut. Okay, so back to the original topic again, again. So, Sony came out on Twitter, and they apologized. Kind of. So the tweet said, it says, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have gone, could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available throughout the uh, through the end of the year. It seemed to be fairly well received uh, at the time that this was uh, put into this article. We're reading it from Polygon. Much as I hate those guys because they would rather just talk about, oh, my social justice instead of giving, you know, good takes on video games. However, I'm still going to go to them because they have the information I want right now. So, Amazon reported that people who did secure pre-orders might still see delays in their consoles. And this is true. Some people who bought who pre-ordered from Amazon are not going to get it until maybe, if they're lucky, the end of the year, if not the beginning of next year. Yeah, that's because all the Amazon drivers are stealing the PS5s. That's a, been a huge issue, uh, especially in England, I guess. England has been the most popular, but... Not just Amazon, but I heard FedEx drivers were doing it, too. Yeah, and uh, I've seen several of them where they've put random replacement items in the box instead oh of the PS5. Like, there's a picture somewhere of like a Nerf gun in there instead of... And see, that's the thing, too. Some people have been sharing screenshots that the PS5 ships in the OEM box. They're not even going to put it in an Amazon box. It's like, really? You're just begging people to steal the shit? You're just begging them. It's ridiculous. It seems like in this particular release time, these are a hot commodity. They're being bought, traded, and sold like consumer commodities. You'd think that you could at least put it in a box, dude. Well, especially when you think about like resale value, like one of the most requested items when you resell something is the original packaging, and and that just risks the original packaging being scratched or damaged. Not to, not to imagine, like, just the original packaging when you get it being scratched or damaged. If it's not being stolen by somebody, it's, you know, you're damaging it. And then, again, definitely with people, like, stealing stuff off of porches nowadays, like, it's being asked for it to be stolen. If someone sees a PS5, uh, now an $1,800 PS5, they're going to walk off with it. Why do I have to sit here and tell these super huge mega corporations that maybe they should put one of those hot commodities in a box or they should prepare their websites for massive throughputs instead of forcing everybody to struggle to add those items to their cart for hours on end? 
and then getting the false hope of having it in their car and then not being able to check out. You would think that for making all these money, corporate executives would fucking be able to figure that out. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, that's exactly the issue. They uh, they don't put it in the packaging, and then it doesn't cost them as much, and then that's how they keep their paychecks as big as they are. <laughs> it's definitely interesting how these issues come up and arise. And I, you know, you'd think there'd be a lot more forethought into this. Like, you would have thought there would have been more forefed into the numbers, you know, needed to be sold in the first place, especially with all the previous launches. Like, we've seen the numbers that people are coming and showing up for. So you would have thought Sony would have been like, oh, yeah, let's been stockpiling these. And I, I imagine COVID's had a little bit to do with it, but this is not something new. This has been generations of this issue. My other thought on the topic of the COOF, the Kung Flu, the Chinese virus, it seems like... Perhaps the COOF has had some effect on the amount of people who want to buy video game consoles. With uh, so many people working from home and so many people uh, stuck at home, it seems like maybe video games is becoming a little bit more popular with some, uh, some of the normies who, who may not have thought to try video games. Uh, so it definitely has. And, and that's one thing. The other thing that I would have thought Sony would have realized by now is uh, with the Switch. The Switch was a really great example of that. When COVID started, Switch sales went through the roof. Like, the Switch had never been so popular as when COVID began. And now if you go through Facebook Marketplace, you're going to see hundreds of Switches that people just suddenly don't want anymore because uh, they bought them as impulse buys. And now, like, this is this is a mainstream console. Like, maybe, maybe uh, the Switch was is more popular than previous Nintendo titles or consoles have been. Um, but, you know, mainstream consoles, I think, are always going to outsell stuff like the Switch. When when you look at the big picture, I would have thought Sony would have been like, and and Microsoft would have been like, hey, you know, look look at how well this did at the beginning of the year and what was their driving force. Maybe, maybe we should be prepared for it in that regard as well. Microsoft did not have a very good pre-order system set up either. The exact same thing was happening. doesn't matter who went up for pre-orders first. They had the same issue both times they were doing pre-orders. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think Walmart started the pre-orders early, which was really strange because people were expecting it to start at a certain time and it actually started early, which I think was good news for the scalpers and bad news for the everybody else. You know, what I always find it really weird uh, with these launches is, is they seem to happen within the same very short time period. and. And, you know, I think probably some of it's definitely marketed towards the holiday sales. But what seems so strange about it is it, it seems like it would be just like with movies, right? You don't want your movie to launch with the same weekend as another movie because then, you know, you risk losing all of your box office sales to that other movie. And you've just invested millions and millions of dollars into this. And you think with consoles, they would want to space them out a bit longer so that, you know, maybe you've got a person who's not really dedicated to your system and you know they just purchased the other console and now they have time to purchase yours you know and they get wanting to be the first one out but it, it seems like you would lose a lot of customers uh, or or prospective customers just because the other one's out and and especially with launch issues like this like you know people can't get a hold of a PS5 they're going to be tempted to look for an Xbox and maybe there's they're dealing with the same supply issues uh, and availability issues but but, you know, it just is like a, that same, oh, I want it now thing. And as consoles uh, share the same titles and there's not really as many, you know, in-house IPs as there used to be, it doesn't really have the same I need to be with this brand. Uh, in fact, Sony is now sort of screwed with Bethesda having been purchased by Microsoft. Like, 
you know, there's there's not a huge in-house lineup anymore that would make you be like, oh, I need a PS5 over an Xbox. But, I mean, these same argument can be made now that everything on the Xbox is on the computer. Maybe you don't want an Xbox, and there's only a few titles that you can't get, and that's on a PS5. But it just seems like, you know, you do want to space things out a little bit more. I could see that being the case. Um, there are a lot of people who get both. Like, not me, definitely. Not at launch, 100,000% definitely, but... Uh, definitely not at launch. Never at launch. But I, I have, like, both of the, the last generation. And I had a PS3, and I tried to get an Xbox 360, and I have an Xbox and a PS2. So, I've, you know, I've had, you know, both or all of the above in the past. But if it launched, like, it just it prevents you from, from making that choice to buy both. It's like, well, I'm going to get this one and not the other one. That just seems like a lost sale to me. Perhaps, but even if they don't buy it now, once better IPs come out for the new system, especially those exclusives, they're just going to get the other one anyways. It may not be at launch. It may be when it's cheaper, but I imagine that most people... Well, I can't say most. Some people will just get the other one anyways. But I get what you're saying with, with the fucking Bethesda thing, man. I don't know what they're going to do. They could make it Xbox exclusive. They could. But do you think that Bethesda's uh, mediocre, bug-ridden games are enough to bring that many new hardware sales over to Microsoft? It kind of sounds to me like it would be a better idea for them to just keep it open to all platforms. And just keep raking in the dough from the software maybe but even sony has showed some pretty big concern on the matter uh like, like the skyrim and fallout are some of the biggest on record sales in a video game series uh, and imagine imagine if they were to acquire other companies and i and i think that might be something that we'll, we'll start to see over the next few years is is these really big publishers getting bought out by either side i i can really see sony trying to desperately do that because losing skyrim you know, would be a huge deal. Look like at like at how much that's impacted the consoles over the last ten years. Like, well, was it eight now? Maybe was it 2012, 2013? 2011. Skyrim released 11, 11, 11. So imagine, you know, having lost Skyrim. Like, if the if the PS3 and PS4 didn't have Skyrim, but the Xbox did, that would have been a huge boost in sales. Because those are those are like phenomenal games and everybody recognizes them there's not a lot of people who play consistently and are really into video games that haven't played those titles very true but the way that bethesda is going nowadays like dude fallout 76 was a disaster wolfenstein young blood and whatever it was called was a fucking disaster it hasn't been good for them they're fairly small titles in comparison to the other the other titles that they've uh, got Fallout 4 did really well, New Vegas and Fallout 3, uh, Skyrim and Oblivion. Just just think about those titles and the, the amount of money they brought in. And, and over the last five or six years, they've definitely made some bad decisions, uh, especially with the online Fallout. And, and then having ZeniMax take over ESO, they definitely could have done better with that series. But owning ZeniMax and Bethesda is, is a very big thing, I think, in the consoles that over the next the next 10 years or so if if microsoft decides to be like hey this is only going to be for us that could sway a lot of people so i'm curious if we will see more publishers being bought out by sony and microsoft over this kind of stuff oh i definitely imagine that this is going to be the start of a, a grand 
grand console wars. Everybody and their mother's going to get bought out. And if you're listening to this, Adam, just imagine CD Projekt Red being bought out. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack right now. I just hope that Sony doesn't buy them. If they get bought out, I really hope Sony doesn't. Yeah, I would. that would really suck because they're like the last bastion of computer video games. Right. Not to mention, Sony has some pretty ridiculous censorship going on. Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, I mean, you you probably heard about some of the some of the shit that they've done, uh, especially with the more like Japanesey games, kind of like the anime games. They they've made a lot of changes to some of the more spicier scenes and characters. Like I think for the if I'm not mistaken for the Final Fantasy VII remake, they like just randomly decided that Tifa Lockhart shouldn't have such large breasts. I sort of don't think that was just on them. Like, there was actually uh, news articles and, like, scandals that are going about, like, all that kind of stuff. Scandals, kind of quotation marks. Um, yeah. And then with, with, like, Gamergate, when that went on, like, a lot of people started being like, oh, no, we can't sexualize the women. Oh, you you okay. can't say it like that, bro. You got to say, <laughs> because it's a spooky monster comes to haunt SJWs in their sleep pretty funny to see how the reactions are but i imagine a lot of that was sony's decision was driven by that which is really ironic now that we see steam and like the front page of steam shows full-on nudity and hell yeah it does especially my steam (laughs) all right it's a very different industry than it was just a few years ago yeah fucking man sony's just they're, they're just nuts dude they're nuts they 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 censor that shit and other stuff like pink fluffy clouds and shit like that's the kind of shit they're putting up in order to censor it which is like whatever but then they leave that scene in the last of us 2 with uh with abby but anyways the the point is that they're gonna censor big round bosoms that are from the anime games but they're not gonna censor the full frontal from this like super sjw lgbtqia plus game the the one thing I can think, and maybe they're trying to avoid, is that anime tends to be hypersexualized, whereas, you know, like, especially since they've SJW'd it, it's supposed to be less sexual and more a representation of females as a whole, which is just, it's sort of ridiculous. But the point being is, is anime is intentionally hypersexualized, and that may be what they're trying to avoid. Maybe, but that's what it's all about. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all people actually get into anime for, is for the pornographic elements. Well, not necessarily. Uh-huh. I know you and your hentai stash. Yeah, I don't have a hentai stash. Hentai stash of links to hentai. I don't even need them. I don't even need them. I know them all by heart. (laughs) (laughs) Backslash, backslash. Nah, but for real, if for some reason CD Projekt Red has to go, then I certainly hope it is not to Sony. Oh, I I don't think CD Projekt Red would sell out, but that would be a disaster, and I think a lot of people would fight that if Sony bought it out. I wasn't expecting ZeniMax to sell out. Yeah, that was a pretty big one to see go. But, I mean, in the wake of the incredible dumpster fire train wreck that we know to be The Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76, perhaps... And that wasn't such a bad idea. I definitely hope that Microsoft can return it to the way it used to be and, and maybe get Obsidian back in on it. I know Obsidian is uh, trying to move away from Distance itself uh, after 
you know, the past Fallout series, but it'd be cool if they could get Obsidian back in there. And I think a lot of people really appreciated uh, Obsidian's work with the Fallout series. Yeah, except Obsidian really isn't doing as good as they used to either. The last game that Obsidian put out was complete and total Garvo. Uh, and there was some controversy over that as well, uh, that actually the, the publishers and uh, the other company that was detailed to handle Obsidian's game intentionally sabotaged it and then locked them out of providing updates and supporting the game, which was really strange. So, needless to say, uh, this whole pre-order thing for the consoles has been completely ridiculous. People have ended up being frustrated. People have ended up spending hours clicking and clicking and clicking and waiting and shitting their pants out of anxiety, and a lot of people have ended up with nothing. And even It's Your Boy, Jeremy, from The Quartering, shout out to them for the three people that listen to our show, ended up ordering a uh, Xbox Series X from Amazon and got one of those emails saying that he wasn't even going to get it. And the shitty part for him was he put out a contest for his subscribers to win it, and he was going to give it to them, and now he's not able to give it out to them when he said he was going to be able to. You really would have thought that the manufacturers would have picked up on those those people who promote their stuff and are the big reason a lot of people play their games in the first place. You would have thought they would have made deals with them. Oh, but they're not afraid to give the games urinalists uh, a free copy of, well, I can't say copy, but a free, you know, fucking console. A lot of people from Vice and Kotaku and fucking... I just want to know who even reads those those articles anymore because like I don't even go to those websites. They just it's constant trash that they put out. It's absolute one hundred percent dumpster fire garbo, and it's all oriented to catering to and all about SJW shit. Generally, nine out of ten times, any Kotaku or Vice or Polygon article. If it covers a game, it's going to be one of three things. It's either going to be ma-racist, ma-sexist, or ma-colonialist, or maybe even ma-transphobic. That's generally the entire concept of just about all of their reviews anymore. They talk about the game and a little bit of the mechanics, and they're like, Oh, but in these times, and it's, oh, it's 2020, and, oh, they're, they're fucking... Promoting a white colonialism, blah, 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 SJW cries. And that's why nobody goes there anymore. These, <laughs> those websites are like on the brink of no longer existing because this is what their journalists do. So uh, circling back to our main topic, lots of people's Christmas wishes this year will not be fulfilled. At least not by Christmas. Because super huge mega corporations couldn't get their shit together well enough to provide people with the product that they want to spend half a grand to buy. Probably more if they're buying any accessories or, or titles or anything. They want to give you their money. And you can't even provide a platform for them to buy it on or enough shit for them to buy. Way to go, Sony. Microsoft, Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and anybody else who I may have skipped over who did a shit-ass job trying to sell this product to people, you've effectively 
wasted some people's time. And if anybody took off time from work to go pick up their console and you didn't give it to them, you've also wasted their PTO and their precious time. All for them trying to give you money for your product. When will you learn? It's getting ridiculous, guys. It happened with the PS3 and the 360. It happened with the Xbox One and the PS4. And now it's happening again. No, it happened again. Time after time after time, you do the same thing. You have people that run around, you drag them through the mud, and they end up with nothing in many cases. Or they end up losing time, money, effort, sleep, what have you, over your product. But I know you don't care because you're ultimately the ones who gain. You end up with the money, right? Well, newsflash, you'd make a lot more money if you had your shit together in the first place. That's it for this episode of Aggregate Latte. I hope everybody, all three of you who listened, enjoy the show and leave us your feedback in some way. Give us a follow. Leave us a like, a comment. If you go to our Anchor page, you can leave us a message, a voice message. And if it's something we would like to talk about or we would like to feature... We will put it in the podcast, and it will be dope. So, uh, once again, I'm Ricky Leone, your host with the most or the least, depending on your point of view. Ricky Leone with Aggregate Latte, signing off.